0: Welcome to the Rising Executive Podcast, I'm your host Caroline De Kimper, CEO of New Horizon Coaching. My mission is to empower you to realize your full leadership potential and become the successful executive you were born to be. Whether you're stagnant in your career or you're a seasoned executive looking to make a bigger impact, this podcast is a perfect place to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to succeed. So join Join me on the Rising Executive Podcast and discover the power of your own potential. Let's rise up together and make a big difference in the world. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the rebranded podcast, The Rising Executive. And in this episode, I want to specifically talk to you about a three-step strategy, how you can go from ambitious leader to executive. And quite often, I see ambitious leaders that are stagnant or stuck in their career. And when I say leaders that could go from anywhere from managers to middle managers to uh, executives. So when I use leaders and when I see leaders being stagnant and stuck, um, it's almost all because of three elements that aren't really in place. So they feel um, directionless because they don't know what to do and where to go and what to do next to reach their goals. They often know they have so much more to offer. They have so much more potential. They can make such a bigger impact, and it's all like stagnant. So they're hitting their their uh, with their head against a brick wall because they know they can do more, but they they don't know how. And so basically, what I want to do in this episode is help you form. Be feeling helpless and powerless to really feeling empowered. So there are three things that I want to achieve in this episode. It's like really you feeling more empowered to take the right action, feeling, really um, acknowledging the success that you have already achieved and um, building or having the tools to build your resilience um, that you can manage the changes needed to actually step into your power. And that's what I want to give you in this episode. And we're going to cover three really core areas. And so the first area where, where I see a lot of people struggle is a foundational element. And that is with their executive mindset. Now, an executive mindset is needs to be cultivated. Like you need to take the mindset you have, been, have, have of course, you take the mindset you have, <laughs> just stuck with it. But you have to take your current mindset and actually examine it. And if it's going to, what elements do you need to cultivate, to develop, to go to that next level? And that often starts with self-awareness. And I know it's been thrown around and it's a word that people say like, oh yeah, you need to have self-awareness and all this, but you need to really take self-awareness to a whole new level. And it's not becoming just self-aware of where you're at. It's also becoming self-aware of what's not serving you to actually achieve that next level. And the reason why cultivating an executive mindset is so important is because you will be faced with new challenges. You will be faced with changes. You will be faced with Things that are outside your control and you can't rely anymore on just your skills, on just your experience, on ju- just your past reputation, on just your achievements that you had in the past. You have to really rely on something that we can't point, pinpoint and put a finger to, which is like this concept of leadership. And so becoming, by, by laying the right foundation, by becoming self-aware about not only your core values and your beliefs and your strengths, but what do they mean on this next level? Because you have to change from the person that actually was a manager to the person that's going to be that rising executive, that executive. And to succeed in that transition, you need to become a different person. That doesn't mean that you have to destroy your values and beliefs and strengths and so on. No, they have to evolve. So what does that mean? What is the next level of you what does that need to look like what do you need to morph into uh, in order for you to embrace that next level of leadership and really cultivate that executive mindset and it's really like it's going deep it's so the first part is identifying where those core beliefs and core values lie, and then actually understanding what that next level looks like. And shifting to an executive mindset is also like not looking at those values, what they mean to you and how you want them to be represented in the organization and in the environments you work at, but in but it's also about how you're going to actually just like use them to bring along your team on on how you're going to foster that high performance how can how are you going to Reflect your values in everything you do into that leadership component. And a lot of people fail doing this. So it is so important to really take time to see what that will look like when you talk about your values and when you talk about your beliefs, what they would be when you're playing, or what they need to be when you're actually like um. Talking about that next level and what what you need to embody and how do you want them to be projected when we're talking about that next level, and so with that is also becoming very self-aware of your triggers. Now I know people often say like, "Hey, I love change. Like change is good. Change makes you grow," but I can tell you, I can promise you, change is scary, and change when it's really affecting you, you will be wonky, you will be wobbly, and that is that is okay. The executive mindset needs to be one that you're okay with that, you're comfortable stepping outside your comfort zone, and I'm not talking about stepping outside your comfort zone with your skills and experience, because I know you will be, probably be very comfortable with that. I'm talking about putting yourself out there. And so with putting yourself out there a lot of people get triggered triggered by past trauma that they haven't really resolved triggered because they're vulnerable and it takes courage to actually step into that to that next level because there are all kind of challenges there are big egos like there are organizational politics there is toxic environments there's on the performers performance there is like all these um global changes that you can't really have any impact on. All these changes, you need to be resilient and you have to have a mindset that you can really deal with all these triggers. Because one, one thing a really great leader once said to me was like, there is no honor or no, no um, it's not great to be a great leader When times are good, when your team is performing, when it's a flourishing economy, there's not much to it to be a great leader. What makes a great leader is when shit hits the fan and that you are able to step up and stand up and have the backs of your people. And you might say like, yes, I do that. But it's about how you respond, not react. Because when change happens and it's close to home, we we tend to be defensive. We tend to become really reactive. Think about times when you had a change in executive leadership team and you actually got triggered by or bullied by somebody. Like how it impacted your demeanor, your confidence. And that actually will impact how you show up as a leader so that's just an example i know a brilliant executive that was managing a high performing team and then suddenly the company was taken over um by another company and there was a shift in 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 executive management and suddenly she was reporting into what she called an asshole and was a narcissist that wanted to push her out and basically it started impacting her confidence she started self second guessing every single move she made she started really consulting and confiding in people that she normally that they would normally come to her for advice so and like all of that was because basically like you have changing environments and you have to cultivate an executive mindset that like you have to have All the the elements in place, and I will talk about that later, that can support you in that transition because honestly, those changes will happen. You as a rising executive or as an executive will be faced with those challenges and it's often how we respond to them. It's not reacting to them, responding to them that actually is going to set us apart from, from, from the Joe average that actually is not respected by his team, not valued, doesn't have a great reputation, and so on, to somebody that stands out and that will succeed. And not succeed in terms of rah rah, I'm so good, succeed in terms of making an impact, making a difference to people's lives, to, to people's jobs to the projects they work on, to, to the company they're part of. like, And that is making the impact, making the difference. But your mindset, you need to cultivate a, a, an executive mindset. Part of that also is setting a vision. And I'm not only talking about a personal vision. It's also a vision of your project and a vision of, 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 of how you want to be as a leader. Because only when you have a vision and that's based on your core beliefs and your values and your strengths, that people can buy into it. So you need to be able to know what you stand for. And lastly, one of the components that's really imp- important when cultivating an executive mindset is like really understanding your stress management uh, uh, system. Because basically, you will be impacted by change, by like um, transformation, you will be impacted by resistance, people that you thought that had had your back suddenly might turn around. And you might be in very stressful environments. But it's about your understanding how that stress is impacting you, your health, and how you can develop resilience skills and coping strategies to balance that work and balance your work life, basically, to, to achieve that optimal success. Because if you don't have a proper system in place, then you're going to be hit first, like head first. And you're just not going to know. What happens to you, what's happening to you when, when, when you enter into an environment that's highly stressful? And I can actually already guarantee as an executive, you will have stressful situation and you will be impacted by, challenge, by, by change and to have challenging conversations and situations that you have to step up. So cultivating an executive mindset is really an important facet where you should start with to actually make sure you have certain elements within creating and cultivating that mindset in place. So that's the first step. The second step that I want you to actually have in place is having a leadership growth strategy. Now, here's the thing. If you have an executive mindset, and you have the right leadership growth strategy. And when I say right, there is no right or wrong. But there is a right way for you. And there is an authentic way for you. So your leadership growth strategy need to be need to be right for you. Can't be a cookie cutter approach, needs to be right for you. So when you have that executive mindset and that strategy that's right for you and is aligned with you, then you will go from directionless to empower, feeling empowered. You will know exactly what to do and where to go. You will know what the next step is. You will have be, be able to be proactive, not only for your career, but also within the environment that you lead for your team, whether you manage or lead a direct team or an indirect team. It doesn't matter it's like you will have like that ability to clearly know what the way forward is with all the given information that you have at any given moment. And so there are a couple of elements to create that leadership growth strategy. And like depending where you are in your journey, you might have more emphasis on one strategy or one aspect to another. So for example, you might say like, look, actually, my team engagement is really high. I can I'm great at stakeholder management, but basically my branding and my self-promoting, my, my, um, my leadership style, that's really all my career planning is really an area of improvement. So it's really that's the first part of your leadership growth strategy is really identifying and assessing which area needs to be improved. And so leadership branding is a part of every leadership growth strategy. Strategy. So everybody has a personal brand. So pers- having a personal brand is not like innovative or like like out there. Like whether you have a default personal brand or whether you're actually being very strategic about it, it doesn't matter. When you want to, when you are a rising executive, you need to shift your personal brand for what it is to a leadership brand and really craft a leadership brand that's authentic to you and representing you. And that's that goes uh, hand in hand with a leadership brand statement, an elevator pitch, and really understanding how what's in your head How you can articulate your values, your vision, everything, your your beliefs, your strengths, everything in a statement that's very clear and that you can actually come back to time and time again. And it will change. Don't worry. A leadership brand will change. But it's about really having that north star, whether you actually see if an opportunity com, comes your direction or if you see like um, a certain situation is, is is changing certain dynamics of your immediate work environment. And if you have a strong leadership brand, you're able to assess like, okay, What do I need to do? What do I stand for? What is my core? What is my mission? What is my brand statement? What do I stand for? And when you know that, then you can assess what what to do next. When you're flustered in a situation, when you actually want to react instead of respond, then you're having a clear leadership brand statement is going to be your North Star. Another part is career planning. Now we plan everything in our lives. We plan our jobs. Oh, sorry. Actually, we do not plan our jobs. We plan our, our weddings, our holidays. We plan our family. We do even meal planning, for God's sake. But we do not do career planning like and it's so important and it's often outsourced to the company you work for how bad is that you're not intentional about your career planning whatsoever if you do that it's about like you taking ownership a radical responsibility for where you are and where you want to be and by having a career plan and don't worry a career plan Changes And sometimes it goes out window, depending on what happens. But having that career plan it will be like your roadmap of, of, of how you're going to get and achieve what you want. Like the people who plan are proven to have a like massive success compared to the counterparts that don't plan. So having a career plan on how you're going to get and achieve what you want is 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 vital to the success and so basically it's like allows you to set your goals to explore new opportunities and industries and be have be open because otherwise you're just like with your your head in the trenches and you're focused on what is is instead of really looking up and then really expanding and really thinking about how you can actually move forward in your career. Another uh, important element from a leadership growth strategy is like that reputation management. It's like managing your reputation and knowing how you're going to deal with challenging challenges. Now, that's what I said before. It's like understanding, it, like as an executive or a rising executive, you will be faced with challenges. You will be put in situation that uh, situations that that are uncomfortable, but it's like the beauty and the power lies in you being able to detach your emotions from that situation and being able to really respond with elegance and grace to any situation because you're so strong in your leadership. You have so much confidence in yourself. Your worth, your value will not be shaken by anybody's like mean comment or like external influences. You will be rock solid in terms of what you stand for and so that is why you. it's so important to be able to understand how you're going to manage your rep- reputation when you're facing with challenges. And those challenges could be like one of my clients actually made a mistake. In her words, I made a mistake of my career and my career went down from there. So reputation management, burp burp, this was basically letting The your your um, what happened, the situation affects you to such a core level that you basically are crumbling away and that you are devaluing yourself. That your worth, you attach your worth, your self worth to the success or the failure of a project, and so that is not leadership basically and that's why having an executive mindset is so important because if you have an executive mindset then you are going to have that resilience of like when you made a mistake whether it's your fault or not doesn't really matter it's like you're not going to attach that to your self-worth on how you are you know your own value That is never going to be a question. Even though others might question your value, you are not because you stand strong and that will empower you and that will give you the strength to show up again and again and again when needed. That will basically inspire others in your team to already know that it's okay to make a mistake or to actually like slip away or do whatever because you show up and you show that it's okay to have that vulnerability and that it's okay to make that mistake. And that is reputation management. Instead of like pulling back and and really trying to hide away when we deal with challenges to not rock the boat, it's about actually like being firm and saying like with all the given information, you made the right decision in that moment in time because. Don't tell me that you woke up that morning to actually like say like, you know what, I'm going to make the biggest mistake of my career today. Yay! <laughs> I'm sure you had no intention of, all, of that at all and that your att- intentions were pure. So believe in the goodness of your heart and believe in your value, in your own worth, because if you don't believe in it, others won't neither. And you will be pushed over very, very quickly. And cultivating that that is part of the executive mindset. So part of the leadership growth strategy needs to be about really developing your reputation and managing your reputation and making sure you know how to deal with challenges because you will be faced with them in in various situations. Another part is understanding your leadership style and really making sure that your style is aligned with your values and your vision. And then when you actually step into a more senior role, whether that is an executive position or whether that's a senior management position, whatever position it is, when you're stepping into a leadership position, you have to make sure that you have an Culture leadership integration and cultural leadership integration. So what I mean by that is that you have to make sure that you are not focused only on delivering the results because especially when we have a new position and when we step up in in a new role um we often get so like anxious and we come become get into a state that we want to prove our worth that we want to reaffirm that people made the right decisions of decision of putting us in this position and so what we do is we focus on delivering Result, But what I want you to do is to focus on cultural leadership integration and making sure that your values and your beliefs are basically fitting into uh, the culture of that team or what you're stepping into. So I want you to step back whenever you have a new position or a new new role and step back and see like how your leadership style, your values and your, your vision and align that with what's already in place and meet the people where they're at. I see so many friction that happens when a new executive comes in, and like doesn't get along with the existing team members and so basically they turn over the whole team and that's that might be okay or might not be okay. It doesn't matter. It's just like we don't often take time to investigate what it is that we can change ourselves to meet the people where they're at because they might be anxious about all the change that's happening. So you might be excited, but they might be anxious. And it's actually reframing that and making sure you really step up as the leader that you are. Rather than just focusing on one side, incorporate focusing on every single aspect, and which is also that cultural leadership integration aspect. Now, as a third and last one, what I want you to think about is building a strong support network. And I can't stress the importance enough of having mentors and a coach around you to actually support you in that in that transition or when you're stepping up in your leadership because you might have the executive mindset but if you don't have the right support Network, you are going to feel stagnant. You're going to doubt yourself. You're going to second guess yourself. So, with the right support network, you work, sorry, with the right support network, you will rise to the top and be stronger than ever because you know that people have your back. And when you have the right strategy, and remember, when I say right, it's aligned with you, a right strategy for you and together with the support network they will guide you they will provide you with the guidance the support and the resources that you need to actually accelerate your leadership to that next level this is why it's so important to really build a personal board of advisors and mentors which includes a coach every prime athlete has a coach they are not better than them in the sports. Let's let's take, for example, Tiger Woods. Their coach is not, or his coach is not better than Tiger Woods, but their coach can say, see things that Tiger Woods can't, and they basically have a different perspective, and that is invaluable. They know how to manage certain behaviors, they know how to actually observe certain actions and they can change they can help you and inform you and empower you to change that so you get the results that you want and so building a personal board of advisors and mentors and coaches is really vital for your success because you don't have to do it alone i hear so often when people say like oh actually like um uh, being an executive or being on the top is lonely. And that is a choice. It is your choice, your choice to make it lonely, because you are not alone. You can have a support network around you, but you have to choose to open yourself up and to actually reach out and actually let that support in to help you. Other parts of building that strong support network is um, building your communication skills, making sure you improve your speaking and presentation skills and constantly refine your influencing skills. Because, yes, you need to build trust with your team and your key stakeholders and with the executive team, but it's more than trust. You need to follow form alliances and and partners that are going to help you really advocate for a certain topic or certain decision that you want to get through so your communication skills it's not good enough to just have great comm skills and stakeholder engagement skills and great at relationship building because i can promise you everybody at your level will be able to do that at some degree in a successful way but it's about like taking those skills to the next level and to make sure you you use them to positively navigate the politics of the organization and follow, form those uh, partnerships with people to actually just push through certain ideas that you know will make a massive impact. I'm working with a client at the moment, and we we discuss all her her network within in in her work because she is in a position at work that she is so uh, central to the organization and every single project that is going on, and that puts her in in a position. That she sees the potential that the organization has. She sees where the improvements can be made, what opportunities are there for them to make massive leaps, massive transformation, massive innovation. But the challenges, that the network is not in place. So even though she has a great reputation and people like her, people know she works hard, people go with her to her when, when basically like they need a problem solving. It's not really the perception that she wants to have. It's not really aligned with the reputation that she wants to have because she wants to have a reputation of a change maker. She wants to make that impact. She wants people to listen when she talks about the potential and that innovation and transformation projects that the, the organizations should run to maximize their impact on its turn. But because the network is not in place, like you can't make that contribution at the right level. So you have to change that perception and you have to make sure your communication skills are at the right level so you can utilize that to really, you can utilize your voice to really make an impact. And you hear that, that people say that all the time, use your voice to make an impact. What does that mean? It means exactly what I just explained. It's like stop operating on the, the executional level alone. Start being able to raise your communication skills, to raise your impact, to raise your influence, to, to elevate the difference that you can make. And the difference that doesn't that can be as big or as small as you want. It's about the courage and about the leadership that you have that basically will will match that. And the last one in building that support network is uh, basically your networking. A lot of people don't start thinking on developing their network until they have to look for a job. Wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. Networking should be part of your, your daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly habits. And don't wait a year to do that. It should be just part of who you are as a leader, as a rising executive. It's about building a network of like-minded professionals and making meaningful connections. And basically, by doing that, you also will be able to uh, identify potential mentors and advisors. But it's really thinking about your network really more than just like performing your job is really think of it broader, to how you can open it up and coming from that curious mindset. And a lot of people say like, oh, my God, I didn't have time to network. Oh, this is so wrong. It's so, this is what keeps you small. If you don't have time to network, you don't have time to grow. You don't have time to, to step up. Then we have to look at your time management and about your productivity and how efficient – it is that what you're doing on a daily basis because if you do not have time for networking you do not have time to step up and so it is really important that you think about what what, what networking can mean for you and how you can do it in a a way that's aligned with you. Some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. So you have to find the best way that you can actually uh, use networking um, for that works for you. So there's a lot of components. So let me just like recap in in summary. So the three components are like, first of all, it's cultivating an executive mindset. And cultivating an executive mindset together with element number two is like developing a solid leadership growth strategy. And when you have a cultivated uh, executive mindset and you have a solid leadership growth strategy, you're going to feel empowered. So you're going from direction. To really feeling empowered. So when you have a solid leadership. Growth strategy, and then you have also a strong support system in place, you're going to feel successful. You're going to be able to go from helpness all over the place to really being feeling successful because you know you have the backing of your support system. And when you have that executive mindset and you have a strong support system, you're going to be so resilient because you, whenever self-doubt. Comes up in your mind, you will have a support system that actually can say, like, hey, this is not true. This is a story that you're making up. Don't let it mean anything. This is what's happening. And they are going to have your back every step of the way. And so it is really important that all three elements are constantly, like, that you're constantly working on them because they're never finished. It's never finished that you say like, okay, right, job done. Ha ha, I'm an executive. This is constantly challenging yourself and really rethinking on how you can actually be a better leader because you don't only owe it to yourself to make a bigger impact, to step up in your leadership, but you owe it to your, your team and to the people that you can impact and inspire and motivate. You're always to young professionals that actually are clueless about what they want to do and they need strong leaders like you to actually show them what is possible. We have all seen bad leadership and what that means and the cost of that and how it can impact your com- confidence. We all have seen that. And so there is an opportunity for you to actually step up and shine, shine and inspire and motivate those people, those emerging young professionals that need to see how really good, what good leadership looks like. I hope that makes sense. If you want to step deeper, uh, delve deeper with this, I opened the door to my brand new program, The Rising Executive. It's basically, we work six months, one-on-one together, and in the program, we unlock your leadership potential, and I help you become a successful executive. And the way I do that is by helping you cultivate that executive mindset, by developing a solid leadership growth strategy, and building a strong support network. And I can promise you if those three are in place, you are unstoppable. Then <laughs> so it's your time, you are owe it to yourself to make a difference. Um, so I will pop a link in the show notes of this uh, episode to actually go and check it out. It's only going to be limited to 10 to 15 people because it's quite an intensive and it's going to involve a lot of uh, intimate work that we will do because it's a one-on-one program so if you're interested like be quick just go to the website and if you have any questions like um, reach out to me to actually see um, how we can customize it to you or we can jump on a call and have a 10 minute chat on what working together would look like uh, so you can get a feel of like okay what does it mean step into my next version of myself into the next level of myself and what is my leadership potential and um and we can see what working together would look like i hope this episode was really insightful and gives you gave you a lot of insights if you know anybody that needs to hear this message please share this episodes with as many people as possible if you liked um if you you liked the show, uh, leave a comment in, on um, on Apple or any other uh, so- software or software platform platform you use to listen to your podcast. Um, so because the more engagement and the more reviews I receive, the more people actually or the more exposure um, the podcast receives, and um, it's always also good to hear if people like the content that uh, that you produce. Thank you so much. It was absolutely a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. Reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. Share it. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, if you have an idea for a subject that I should be talking about, also make sure to let me know. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.